The only thing Jen is guilty of, Nicole? A telemarketing scheme, defrauding the elderly, and a large collection of knockoff designer handbags. Not so shamazing after all. <laughs> the Constitution says you're innocent until proven guilty. That. And that's... Period. End of okay. story. This is episode nine of Disengaging. Our show recapping our spiciest takes on season three of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I'm Julia Ritchie in Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm Nicole Nixon in Sacramento, California. And we had to wait a day, Nicole, because we knew January 6th was coming. Not only the two-year anniversary of our insurrection at our Capitol, but Jin Shaw sentencing day, uh, which... A lot of Twitter uh, users had a lot of fun with. Yeah. Um, but l- yeah, let's just recap sort of where we're at. So all season we've, you know, Jen's been unraveling because she's w- awaiting sentencing. Um, sometime last year, she changed her plea to guilty and we knew that she was going to serve jail time. And today we found out just how much. Six and a half years. Yeah, which she could have faced up to 10 years. That's what the federal prosecutor, prosecutors had recommended, and her defense attorneys had argued for three. So the uh, judge kind of landed somewhere in the middle there. I guess. I'm, I really thought she would get more. Um, Jen owes her attorney some good – like, I hope her attorney is getting paid really well because, you know, <laughs> she knocked three and a half years off that sentence, so – it's true. Uh, she'll have five years of supervised uh, release after she serves her time. Uh, we have some other details. She'll be reporting to prison on February 17th next month. And the judge uh, revealed it'll be somewhere in Texas. I saw somewhere else on Twitter that Jen's attorneys had requested uh, that she stay at the same prison in Texas where Elizabeth Holmes of Theranos fame Oh my will goodness. Be. I know. What a what a collab that could be. <laughs> Fraud stories um, extraordinaire. Yeah. All day there there was really kind of phenomenal coverage of this sentencing given how I don't know, unimportant Jin Shaw really is in the grand <laughs> scheme of things. We don't even have a US House speaker right now as we're taping, you know? Um but there was some really great coverage out of you know, NBC News had a live blog of it. Um, there was this other guy. Yeah. And there was this other guy who was, um, I want to get inner city press is the Twitter handle and, uh, Queens of Bravo also gave a shout out to them and they, they live tweeted the whole sentencing hearing, um, with like basically like verbatim transcripts. So I thought I would like go through. Listen, this is citizen journalism at its finest. I am so so here for This part interests me, though. She goes, how will you raise the $6 million in restitution? And Jen Shaw replies, my manager is here. We're working on things. And Judge Stein replies, while in prison? And Jen Shaw replies, yes. Uh, and then the judge is worried that she's maybe profiteering off of this mm. whole case and using it to further bolster her celebrity. And she goes, I sold merchandise about this case through a third-party vendor. I will devote it to – because she had – remember the free Jen Shaw? I was yeah. She had merchandise and people were – feeling pretty yeah. happy about that they were they were like free Jin Shaw kind of merchandise and she says I will devote it to the victims thank you for reviewing my sensitive information so uh, lo- she defrauded all these people and she says she's gonna raise the money for them by selling 
for us merchandise <laughs> and through Ooh. a third party and then she's gonna donate all of that money to her victims in what world does this make sense make it make yeah. sense yeah well, so I'm going to read you what Jen said to the judge today, which is that thank you, um, you know, for reviewing my case. Longstanding untreated mental illness caused me to create my own fractured reality. This is a crucible moment for me. With the proper medication, I can now see what happened. I wish I could have stood outside myself. I'm sorry. I have found solace in my volunteer work with anti-racism organizations and the LGBT community. And then she goes on to um, address her husband and or her son directly. Um, and, you know, it's it's like sad. You can't like say anything other like sh- she's like, you know, it's like the whole like a uh, meme, like this is me reaping. This is me sowing. Um, <laughs> but one thing I, I, you know, I told you that you needed to hold me accountable. is like I, I did enjoy Jen on the show and I'm I don't think I ever really stopped to think about like what she was accused of this season, if I have to be really honest. Um, because I think Utah is sort of synonymous with scams. We talked about mm-hmm. Whitney's husband being involved with uh, Life Vantage, which is an MLM, and MLMs are notorious for taking advantage of people, uh, promising them wealth and all these things. And so I, I didn't know that the extent to which Jen had taken it was quite extreme when I started like reading victim statements today yeah those um, were really hard to read yeah really sad yeah there was this one um an Atlanta teacher who hoped to start a health and beauty business during the pandemic when teaching jobs dried up she said when she clicked on an online ad to help her work from home she was inundated with calls from all kinds of companies um including this one that is associated with Jen Shaw and um she said, I, you know, was told I needed to send a thousand dollars from my bank for a social media boost package in January, in January, 2021, I started having a lot of problems with the website. I was trying to reach the marketing, the coaching, the website builders, and I just couldn't reach anybody. There was no website, nothing. Her head was spinning. Oh, this is just scam. She contacted all of her credit card companies. Um, she put in 18, thousand dollars nicole no yeah it's 67 year old teacher in atlanta i did get back some on my credit cards about eight thousand but the rest is gone um and this is a person who's not even part of the case this was a person who was part of the yeah yeah like she was she's not actually maybe one of the restitution victims Mm. but one but still one of the people that was taken by this overall scheme that jen shaw was helping run yeah there were a lot of those really, really, you know, there were a lot of those victim impact statements that were really hard to read. And, you know, there were people, um, similar situation, like retirees maybe, or people like in their 50s, uh, who talked about putting like, you know, a few tens of thousands from their retirement into it, or, you know, putting down like this person, it sounds like one of the victims talked about putting down initially like 1000 but then their card was getting charged for way more than that uh, mm-hmm. and just not at all what they signed up for, um, suddenly going like into credit card debt over these things and just getting really, you know, really getting stuck. Meanwhile, Jen's raking in the money, um, spending it on glam and a Shaw squad and counterfeit and real, you know, brand. And, li- and, all these, and lying to her quote-unquote fans 
or apologist even like me all season. Like, give her the benefit of the doubt. I, I never really gave her the benefit of the doubt, but I, I didn't know the extent to which she had defrauded so, so, so many people. Um, and that leads me to sort of my first question is like, are we like ethically compromised by being entertained by someone like Jen who has committed crimes or I have a um, few thoughts on this. Okay. okay. First of all, yes, I think our society holds a bit of blame for um, holding up people like Jen and overlooking maybe as Heather puts it, as we'll hear later, um, like suspicious or uh, suspicious parts of them and their lives and how they make their money, and not asking mm-hmm. harder questions. Um, overlooking that in favor of, like, being entertained by them. Not only overlooking that, but overlooking the fact that they can get, you know, really violent when she's drunk, throw glasses at people, pull hair, um, just be very over-the-top aggressive with people who are supposed to be her friends and loved ones, right? So yep. there's one. No, I, I think you're right, though, is that we are encouraged by not only like the editing of the show, um, but, but just it's, it's a suspension of disbelief, right? Yeah. We, we, we often talk about Jen as a character and other cast members is like literally being cast on the show. Um, and that is actually what Jen herself and her attorneys argued that so right. much of the show is edited to make her look bad. I don't necessarily even disagree with that. And that she's playing a character on a show that's very different from her real life person. And she's right. not the only reality star to make this argument recently. Um, if you've seen Selling Sunset, Christine Quinn also, you know, is known as the villain on that show. And she went on the Call Me Daddy podcast a few months ago and said, listen, I'm the villain and, like, I act this way, but I'm playing a character. I'm I'm a character on a TV show at the end of the day. That's what people want and that's what pe- gets people tuning in is me acting this way and being this way because it's entertaining and that's what Netflix wants. And I think that um, not even just Jen, I think – Probably every housewife in this franchise act, you know, plays that up to some extent. Mm-hmm. And I think where I almost believe Jen is that she did believe her own hype. She did believe she was kind of this untouchable when she was cast mm-hmm. on the show. And so I'm going to read you what the um, uh, the the federal prosecutors said. At the trial's day, Jen Shaw was laughing in text messages, asking, did you get her to stop crying about an 80-year-old woman? She told people how to do it. It was a brazen fraud. She operated her own floor. She moved things overseas. Wow. The idea that it was a witness statement that impacted her and not our evidence is hard to believe. She says she's turned a new leaf. We're not so confident. She mocked the victims. In her plea agreement, she admitted to being a leader of the conspiracy. Unlike others, Jin Shaw lived a life of luxury. She didn't even need the money. Today, um, I saw on one of the articles, um, they published Coach Shaw's uh, salary, which we I think we had discussed in like one of our early episodes. Mm-hmm. He, he makes $630,000. Wow. Which is not, you know maybe real housewives level rich, but that's fucking rich. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like that's comfortable in Utah. Oh, and totally. um, the fact that she, that wasn't good enough, right? Like you can clearly support a family of four on that. Yeah. And maybe m- not much, at the ski chalet, but 
like <laughs> a really nice house and a really nice lifestyle. Yeah, well, so, so the attorneys for the federal prosecution said her husband made a good living. Like that's understating it. Like yeah, I don't I don't think football coaches should make that much money to be quite honest right. with you. Um, so I guess all of that today sort of started peaking my guilt. We've talked about Jen as a character. Um, I think she's had, she has had quite the arc. This is a TV show for entertainment. Um, that doesn't mean that people aren't without their own nuances, but she did really horrible things and she is going to pay for them. And she also, like, if you're feeling any more guilt, she defrauded a ton of people and she, you know... Uh, got away with it for so long for 10 years like how would you know you shouldn't feel guilty about that for fake handbags <laughs> the only one who should feel guilty are Jen Shaw and the people who worked for her and knew what they were doing and possibly people like Heather who had an inkling but were too scared uh, and cowardly to drill down and ask some hard questions of Jen and of themselves my answer to it is that if she is proven guilty, then I will probably have to sit across an awkward conversation, but I'm willing to go have a conjugal visit. It's not a conjugal visit. This you're just going to visit a conjugal her. visit unless you're going to hook up with yeah, her. Yeah, so you're just going to visit her. This is a great segue, Nicole, to how the other women have uh, both treated the allegations against Jen at this point uh, before her sentencing and um, yeah basically like what what we see in this last in this episode um, so yeah have, this was such an have... interesting episode to play before the sentencing it would I don't know if they edited it this way knowing it would air like two days before her it's... sentencing it like the anticipation I was left feeling after this episode was like unreal it's 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 unflattering to everyone. Oh um, yeah, I think about when Angie um, K is like, well, I've been asked several times, like, what am I gonna do if she comes out like that? She's done all this <laughs> stuff, and and she basically is like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And then Whitney says that thing that we just played, <laughs> which is like, well, I know it's gonna be weird, but I'm gonna give her a conjugal visit. And and I don't like, know. What? That felt <laughs> what? Yeah. Do you know what that uh, means? I had yeah. to look it up to be fair to Whitney. I never heard that. <laughs> but, I um, but no one looks worse than uh, Heather Gay, who has been Jin Shaw's sort of chief defender this whole time. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily so much against the charges, but just like as a human, the way she behaves. And, and uh, there was a clip circulating today. Uh, from one of her Watch What Happens live appearances. You need friends when you're in a situation like this. Have you? Did you ask her point blank if she did the things she's charged of? With I don't, I don't need to. You don't need to. You know that she didn't. It's irrelevant. Is it? I knew her business was unsavory when I was her friend, so why would I change now that it's public? Well, I knew her job was unsavory when I met her, so why should it matter? What? The mental gymnastics of this woman. Yeah, I, I think that the she also is quick to follow up with. I didn't know it was illegal. Yeah. And it's like, well, what, you know, what did you mean by unsavory then? Yeah. And so e- I think there's a bit of that, like, in Utah – 
you have probably have a lot of friends who do MLM shit and you're like, mm, that's mm-hmm. not the most, you know, ethical form of, of business, but it's legal, right? It's Yeah, it's not illegal. and But you wouldn't do it yourself. Yeah, uh, or it's like, it's kind of just like, I don't want to ask too many questions because I don't really want to know because then I'll be culpable here and I don't want that. It's a lot of that. I saw a lot of other people, though, online, not just disappointed in, you know, Heather's own um, dismissiveness or uh, rationalization is probably the word for it. Mm -hmm. But all the other women at some point, besides Mary Cosby, who's gotten a lot of kudos today for calling Jen out for who she is um, early on, that even Meredith was very suspicious of Jen last season. And then even she has Just, sort of completely dropped all, you know, objections to hanging out with her or associating with her. Um, and then in this ep- last episode, she even says something like, oh, you don't you don't bring up someone's legal problems and at a dinner for like, yeah, everyone come, comes for Dana, who I'm totally defending as like my new fave. Mm hmm. Not because she's like, you know, like, obviously, I think there's like part of that, like, oh, she's the only ethical one of the bunch at this point. Um, But that's, you know, they're like, there's this this, um, cultural pressure that they're applying to Dana. We don't talk about that here. Mm -hmm. We don't talk. Oh, totally. Like she'll, she'll, she's going to pay the consequences of her actions. We don't need to rub it in her face kind of thing. It's like, well, they're all just scared of Jen. Like they don't, they see her unraveling and they see how, um, you know, like aggressive and even violent she could get. She threw someone's shoes. She dumped champagne. These all this, all of this happened in like the three days on this trip. And Mm -hmm. they just, I think. That they all have this sense. Well, this is all before she pled guilty, but they've seen, you know, the strip drip of news in her case. And they're like, I don't know, rather than, I I think we all have this friend. Maybe not to the Jen extent, but like (laughs) I've had friends where it's just like, you know, it's easier to just manage it uh, day to day than like make it blow up and be a whole thing. Like I'll just write out these few days with Jen, make her happy. And then I don't have to see her for a couple of weeks and I don't have to deal. Yeah. Well, now they won't have to deal with her for a couple of <laughs> six, years. Six and a half years. <laughs> yeah. And um, so the only other, obviously, housewife to receive this sentence, uh, a sentence was Teresa Judas on uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey. And she got a very modest 11 months. And they mm. paused filming of season seven or whatever season they were on. Wow. To wait for her to get out. So she I, didn't even miss a season. Because she was an integral part of wow. their. Wow. So that will not be happening here. Oh, God, no. Will yes. SLC be, even be a franchise when Jen gets out of jail? This is a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're coming to the end of this season and uh, the main storyline was not really Jen's sentencing at all, though that kind of played a key and it wasn't even Heather's healing journey as people were mocking. Um, it ended up being Heather's eye, which is completely unresolved at this point. And, and the so producers are getting raked. I think like 
understandably. There have been hilarious tweets. Megan McCain of The View. Oh, yeah. Tweeted about how if they don't resolve this soon, she's She's out. She's out. I've seen a lot of like, I'm out if if this turns out to be as dumb as I think it's going to be. I don't necessarily subscribe to that because I'm like, well, we're all talking about it. So that's kind of the well, point, Well, I right? feel invested as, like, a Salt Lake City native. If I mm. had, if I didn't have that sort of, like, personal investment, I would have been out of this franchise probably a long time ago. But yeah. I love seeing the B-roll shots of, like, the places I know, so. This is the question that we should end on today, which is, like, without Jen, do you think the franchise goes on? There's a big question about that. That is a really good question. I mean, Jen is one of the most entertaining, you know, uh, pieces of this show. And there has been a lot, you know, I think people have gotten bored this season. Um, Lisa's a great character, but I really think they'd have to mix up this cast if Jen's going to be gone and not going to be part of the next season. And... You know, what's the storyline going to be? It's hard to come back from. It's crazy to me that we had so much drama, legal drama, the black eye drama. Like, there's so many great, like, visuals and potential storylines. But we did, we hardly got anything actually from Jen's legal troubles. We saw her meet with her therapist and be in New York for half a minute on the screen this whole season. Um, and the black eye is a great visual, but it literally, they milked that for all it was worth and we don't have anything to show for it. So it's a good question. Potentially now that her case is quote unquote resolved, like there could be some interesting fallout from it. And, and that's what I think I would, I would tune back in to see like, do any of the women actually express regret for the ways in which they, not just defended Jen, but covered for her during this whole uh, yeah. ordeal when it was very clear that she had committed uh, serious offenses. I know they and- already taped the reunion, but I would really love to see a post-reunion reunion where they like yes! sit all of them down and play clips of them defending or like skirting the Jen issue from the last season or two I'm, and I'm sh- ask them you know to- what I can't believe they didn't do that now yeah that you're I am it. surprised they filmed the reunion pre-gen sentencing and didn't wait yeah I'm almost like that was a huge I'm, an- I'm annoyed they didn't <laughs> yeah agreed this episode of Disengaging is produced by me, Julia Ritchie, in Nashville, Tennessee. And me, Nicole Nixon, in Sacramento, California. Don't forget to find us and rate us on Spotify, Apple, Pocket Cast, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next week. Bye! Okay, well, I'm going to share you some of my favorite tweets, and I'm going to describe them for our listeners. So here's a... Um, Liza Minnelli on CNN Larry King live clip I will share with you. (laughs) This one is uh, to recap the last episode of Roe SLC. Producer, what benefit is there to you to protect the person who did this to you? And Liza Minnelli says, Being alive!